Hi, it's David from the Dead Daisies and you're watching CMS TV. Right back here on Chris Aiken Presents, and welcome to the show, Mr. Steve Esquivel of Skin Lab. Steve, how are you, man? Doing great, man. What's up, guys? What's, What's up, up, man? Look at that handsome face looking back at us on the crane. Yeah, look at that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How you I, guys I'm doing, man? Good, man. Dude, I, I, I will tell you this before we even get started. Um, I, I, you won't remember this, but we hung out together at the uh, World Series of Metal, 1999, here in Cleveland. And I was walking, me and you were just walking around talking because I, I was a big fan and I was on the radio and blah, blah, blah. And it was funny to watch people getting the fuck out of your way <laughs> because you were so big and menacing. And like we were just walking around and people were like, ooh. <laughs> people were very scared of you. <laughs> funny i actually remember that and thanks for reminding me that yeah I, I totally remember that and um i had some really special friends um some of our best friends in the world from new york they actually came to that show and i remember walking around with you um wasn't that a cool wow little uh, we called it the little league of the world little league of world what is it because wasn't it the, the, oh, the wait, world wait, series of metal in cleveland oh, yeah that's right and with pissing razors right yeah and that's right and Mushroom Head played or something? Mm-hmm. There was a bunch. Yeah. Anthrax played it. Megadeth played it. There was a bunch of bands that played it. Wow. It was a it was a cool time, man. But it was uh it was a lot of fun, man. And um as I sh I'm sure you heard me saying right beforehand, I am the biggest Skin Lab fan that there ever has been. I love the band. Oh. Always did. I I have argued with I can't tell you how many people when people talk about the nineties and stuff and they're like, you know, they throw up the, the common names and I have nothing against the, the bands that they throw up, but they throw up, you know, a fear factory machine head, blah, 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 you know, slipknot, et cetera. And I argue with everybody that you guys should have been the band. So I'm going to ask you straight out. Why weren't you the band? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. We get asked that a lot. Um, but you know what? It's all timing and, and uh you know i mean god those are fucking amazing band machine head fucking uh, one of my favorite bands yeah. in the world rob fucking amazing artist and his music speaks to in volumes to people i'll never 
you know, I wear my influences and the guys do as well on our sleeves. And that's so, you know, predictable to say, but it's true. And this day and age, you know, you gotta, you gotta believe in what you do. And I think that's kind of why we're still around because we've never really chased trends and we've seen bands do it and everything. But I think that's going to be the story to, you know, skin lab is that, you know, I think one of my buddies, one of, <clears throat> one of our podcast buddies called us a traveler with no home. And, uh, <laughs> dude, I, I like dude, be fucking hit it right on the nose. And uh, that's something that we're proud of because we'd never stopped moving. We, we, we went for it and, uh, we, we fucking, we were grinding hard for 15 years straight, you know? And, uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe there's still a shot. We haven't given up. You right. Know, the pandemic fucking shot us right in the toe with, you know, Venomous. I mean, we feel that that was like probably one of our best records that we had written. Agreed. And uh, <clears throat> we were really stoked to get out there and do it. Got two tours under our belts and fucking the carpet got swept underneath, you know, from underneath us. So just like many bands, you know, and we had made the 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 decision to kind of sit it out. You know, we weren't going to fucking get out there and pedal masks. We pedal metal, you know what I mean? And that's, right. that's what we do in music. And we're such as, you know, the label we signed to is just for Venomous. And there's not many people in our corner. It's it's us, you know, the five guys right now, four. Um, so who knows? You know, we try and we appreciate <laughs> you, man. We love you for that. And uh, we have fans out there. I think we have some of the fucking most amazing fans because of that. They, they really believe in what we do. And uh, to this day, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's great to see, man. Um, you know, the one thing, Chris, I think is funny talking about Steve and, and Skin Lab and, and that whole era of bands. I mean, you know, when I was coming up, I loved Skin Lab. I know Your Enemies is still probably one of my favorite songs. Perfect song. And I get that. I get the Primer 55 gig. I, you know, I like two weeks before I'm delivering pizza and two weeks later I'm going on after skin lab each night trying to follow up steve and, and all those guys trying to follow them on stage after they've completely destroyed the crowd and uh and, and trying to you know do my best to follow steve uh steve and skin lab well we had to give it to you man <laughs> but uh you know we became buddies I, me and you i think we walked away from that tour you know i told you my wife loves you yeah. um and uh you know I, I was a big fan of primer 55 so it was an honor to open up for you guys and it's all friendly competition out there, you know. I I heard Bobby sometimes bitching at you guys. You fucking goddamn it, better get out there. I see Steve and his fucking two hundred pound ass running all around. I'm like, oh come on, man. Everyone does their own thing and spreads it differently, man. And you know, it's just uh, it's cool, man. It was, that was a good tour. What was that? Us uh, Primer Fifty Five and uh, Dope. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. I got the. I've got the thing somewhere up here on the wall behind me somewhere, but yeah, man, I was dollar bill y'all or something. Like that. <laughs> $12, $12 riot tour. Cause there all the tickets go, were yeah. $12, but yeah, nice. The, um, yeah, the other, it was funny. You know, Steve's wife is like, I'm going to go hang out with Toomey tonight. And Steve was okay with that. And I was okay with that too, because I wasn't going to mess with Steve's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I got put on babysitting roles. So every night when she was like, motherfucker, because my kids toured with me, you know, they mm -hmm. were born on tour. And uh, that just happened to be one, you know, and she was just like, I'm going to party. You fucking, where's Toomey at? You know, we're going <laughs> Yeah, Babysitting well, on the bus. In the RV, I remember nice. I, I've heard a couple interviews, and I remember you saying you guys were in two Astro vans. I, yeah, dude, that, man. that, that, I remember that. Holy diver, that's that's pretty fucking brutal. 
<laughs> yeah, we got to uh, we got to the to, to the uh, Enterprise rent a car or whatever, and there was this beautiful fifteen passenger van with a beautiful trailer attached to it, and nobody in the band had like the right combination of of car insurance and uh, the proper ID. And we were in Nashville, so I was calling friends. I'm like, hey, just sign for this vehicle so we can get out of here. And no one could ever do it. And so they finally gave us those two like gold Astro vans. And yeah, so like, and all of our gear didn't even fit in the Astro vans. Like we ended up having to call dope and like, hey, can we use, can we use guitar cabs and bass cabs each night? We can only bring our heads. It was, it was a crazy tour. Nice. Hey man, however you do it. (laughs) We got, we got to get there. Very nice. Well, I'll tell you the opposite of of um, love for Skin Lab. This uh, you you you'll appreciate this, or maybe not. But oh, there's plenty of that. But my <laughs> my my now ex wife um, hated hard metal. Hated it because anything anything past like Def Leppard, she wasn't hearing. She just didn't want to hear that. So quite literally, every time her and I would mix it up. Paleface was my go-to, and I would throw on Paleface and just blast it in the house and drive her fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, so you you helped me rid a problem. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we get some of that stuff all the time. Yeah, we got know your enemies. Like I'll blast that when the the wise bitching at me. I'll go in and fucking blast scapegoat. I'm like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice, no, too funny, man. Well, dude, you mentioned Venomous, which I, I agree with you. I thought was just a um, just an awesome, awesome record. And, and like so many bands, like you said, you got just screwed by the pandemic. So with that, where does that leave you now? Do you still feel like you have work to do with Venomous? Or do you feel like you have to kind of retool and put out something new and get something fresh to, to go and work on? No man, we need new music. Um, Venomous is—I mean, we'll stand by that and play it every, you know, as much as we can. Um, we plan on getting some vinyl to take out on the road with us, um, and you know, but we're writing right now. I'm about to sign a new deal and get some—you know—start off and get a new single out there and do a cover. Um, I think it's just important to get our just get out there, man. Um, we 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 were about to. <laughs> you know, dude, right. our first tour was with King 810. The fucking was just amazing to get our first tour to fucking do that. That was just so, so fucking cool. And then, you know, the next tour was uh, with Bleed the Sky, which was fucking awesome. Um, and it was just, we were just dipping our toes, you know, fucking we got the, we got ju- the last day of the tour, Chuck Billy called me. I was like, dude, I want you guys on fucking, was it the Bay Area Strikes tour? You know, yes. that was going to be our next tour. And shit got stripped, you know, and it's a, uh, I mean, everyone knows we work, man. We're, we just got to get our name out there. So we, what I want is I want to be the opening band on a fucking, on a national package. Right. Put Skin Lab on the fucking first, first band of four, first band of three. That's what I want. I want to go out mm-hmm. there and fucking kick some ass, you know? So, but, but the, the weird part is most of those bands that would make sense don't do that. They just don't take out, they don't help the scene. Seems like they yeah. just, they're, they're willing to do it. If you drop them a $50,000 check, then they'll, then they'll yeah. say, yeah, come and play these 20 dates or whatever. But it, it does not seem, you know, I, I talk about it all the time is half of my collection, I'm 54 years old, half of my collection is from bands that I saw open for bands. 
you know, because that's when I discovered them. Absolutely. I didn't discover them from Spotify or, you know, or, or back then Hit Parader or whatever. For me, it was go out and see, you know, I don't know, go out and see Ozzy. And then there's this little band called Metallica or, you know, and then you become a Metallica fan. And, and it just, it doesn't seem like they do that anymore. Or stay connected. <laughs> oh, there he is. We're we lost. Fucking sorry about that. Call's coming in while we're fucking. All good. Uh, hopefully that you know should. We're just, we gotta, you know, this, the pandemic shut us down, and we're, we're not the type of band that has just a fucking moving the engine idling while while we're you know the world is you know collapsing around us. We didn't have the the power to do that, and now. The surviving members, you know, Snake left the band, my brother, you know, yeah. um, oh, we have our new guitar player we're about to announce. And, um, you know, to me, you know, you, you know, I owe you a couple of good ones. So if you want to, we'll, we'll come straight at you with that announcement here. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, anytime. Yeah, like, so we're, we're ready. We're writing some really, really cool music. But the, the, it's really important to me to, to leave off right where Venomous left off. So there's three songs that didn't make the, the record. And okay. it's not because they weren't good enough. Uh, they were maybe just extras we were going to use immediately. I mean, the plan was to get in the studio 15 months after we released Venomous. That was a, our plan. Like, I just wanted to jump in and fucking do it, you know. And uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen, you know. So everyone's writing. I mean, what's cool right now is our drummer, Fabian. This will be his second album. This will be Marcos' second album. And Marcos has been in the band going on nearly 10 years now. So right. these guys are taking my riffs and they're doing what Snake did with uh, the music that I would contribute to, you know, to Skin Lab besides the guitar players, right? And uh, they're they're taking it and you know, oh, this is what you this is what you mean to do, brother. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's a lot of back and forth right now, and it's it's pretty cool. We're active, and like I said, we're about to sign a new deal, and uh, really appreciate the love, man. That, that's awesome, man. I, I was kind of racking my brain today on steve uh steve stories and i i, I kind of want you to go go back to the story of of you almost getting the exodus gig but like something blinded you and you couldn't perform you like you were about to go on stage but you got something in your eyes and i guess maybe that's when rob duke's got it or whatever what's that story no 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 that that's not what happened so um <laughs> Basically, I, I I was offered the gig, you know. Um, of course, I had to prove myself throughout the whole time. We, we I was just supposed to do a Brazilian tour with them, and my brother's Paul Bailoff, man. And uh, you know, I just I did it in honor of him, you know, kind of keep the name going and everything. It seemed like Zetro had quit. It didn't seem like it was just a, a vacation or whatever. So it looked like I was just going in there to help him for this Brazilian thing. And then uh, Dave Mustaine called during that tour and asked us to go as direct support like fucking immediately boom like and i was just out here helping my boys for a fucking week in brazil next thing you know that some of their commander is taking me on a walk you know asking me what it's going to take to do you know a megadeth tour and i was like oh shit excited <laughs> as i was you know i mean a lot of shit at home was going on and i mean but this is my childhood favorite band in the world you know and um, sure. i had to take it and yeah so i agreed to do it but we drove, we flew home from Brazil and my wife and kids had, uh, they rode on the bus from the Bay area to LA and we, me and my wife hadn't seen any while. So we were doing our thing, you know, and uh, fucking <laughs> gel got in my eyes and it fucking burned the, whatever it is in, in my eyes. And it, 
the, the next day we woke up in the hotel ready to go to the bus and to take off for the first day of the mega death tour and uh i don't know second or something like that and um it i couldn't see and it started it was burning through as we yeah as i was you know starting to worry about it and within a couple of hours it like really burned through my eyes and uh it was really bad we had to go to a special eye specialist hospital fucking they opened up my eyes super big and ran this purple water through it and uh i mean it hurt bad it it was it was like really excruciating and um so that the doc was like dude you're you're done i'm like what are you talking about you know next it's it's fucking san francisco the warfield man tomorrow night he's like you're not doing that and i was my (laughs) wife wasn't having it you know and then they they called chuck billy to do the thing and right there that kind of just fucking shot me right in my bung you know i was like oh no he's not (laughs) chuck billy's not gonna take my gig so uh i ended up i ended up uh going home for the evening and then somehow i started seeing a little bit and uh um, against my wife's wishes, we actually drove out there, and, and I did half the show with Chuck. Okay. And right. um, instead of staying home like the doctor thought, I ended up jumping on the bus and finishing the tour. But nice. No, uh, Duke's, <laughs> Duke's, I got the gig. Um, you know, after becoming bros with everybody, right after it wasn't anything like that. But no, that was my boy. He would hand me the mic every night before we went on stage, man. Too very nice. Well, dude, what what is it about the Bay Area scene? Because, I mean, there, there's obvious, there's the obvious, there's the Metallica and Exodus and, you know, and, and there's the, all the, all the stories of that era, Death Angel, that, you know, the eighties and into the nineties scene, but it seems like it still lives on. It seems like you guys, you guys that came even after you're all boys with the, with those, with those bands, as well as the, the bands that came after and look, I, I mean, I'm here in Cleveland. In Cleveland, we had a scene for a while, you know, when Chimera and Mushroomhead and, you know, those types of bands were all coming up and there was 50 other bands that were around them that nobody's heard of, but then it went away and, and there's no camaraderie to it at all here now. What is it about that area and, and you guys all as musicians that, it, that has made you guys so tight knit? Yeah, I, I just think just from you know just from the ground zero and the, and the you know the foundation that the Bay you know the you know the Exodus boys and the, you know Bay Area or you know, Metallica boys set you know and we've all just kind of fallen in place properly you know <laughs> representing the Bay Area as well as we could you know um, it, it, it's really cool that that everyone still you know connects there's there's the competition there man don't think there isn't you know um, all of us we're we're all fucking going for each other's throats you know everyone wants that top fucking notch you know what I mean? right. everyone's chasing machine head you know what i mean <laughs> testament's out there fucking killing it we all want the fucking flames and the fire that's fucking right behind you there you know and uh it, it, it's cool because it keeps everything going you know violence is back you know my old band defiance we're back we're doing stuff yeah. forbidden um and, and forbidden forbidden's back you know so yeah. there you go now you got to chase those fucking dudes because they were the top dogs you know what i mean and now these younger guys coming up in the bay area there's a there's actually a really fucking strong scene in the bay area um i've moved down south i don't, I don't live there anymore but i i go there quite often and i'm my ears to the ground so I, I know what's going on and there's some fucking badass kids out there right now coming up so 
camaraderie's there. You know, yeah, it is a brotherhood. It's it's a friendly competition brotherhood, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's definitely not like New Orleans, where those fucking <laughs> all seven all seven of those dudes. There's like twelve bands and seven guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all fucking eating with big old red and white aprons, <clears throat> fucking you know, crawdads and shit every night together. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm proud to be from the Bay Area for sure, man. And, uh, you know, no matter if I live down south, it's still my blood. And, you know, the music's still going to be dark and fucking ugly. <laughs> well, Steve, I guess I've never asked you this, but how far away from San Francisco did you grow up? When did you start hearing about the music that was being made out of San Francisco? How did you get it? You know, and then when did you like, what were the bands that kind of got you into the you know, into the scene get got you going into the city and seeing shows and Ruthie's and all that good stuff. Sure. I was actually very fortunate because my cousin was, um, death angels first roadie, um, nice. and Dennis's best friend. And I was actually, I started off as a drummer and my, we, my aunt, um, I got shoved off to my fam, my, my aunts in South San Francisco when I was a kid. So, um, we used to go watch them practice and everything. And, my cousin actually fucking kicked me out of the band as a drummer because he had discovered Andy. And he's like, I'll show you a fucking nine-year-old kid that fucking will blow you away. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, come on, on my paper route next week, I'll show you. So we fucking went up the hill and sat outside what was Death Angel's garage. And uh, that was the end of my drumming days. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I was very fortunate um, I'm, uh, to get, you know, to live up there in San Francisco with all that stuff. And it, it was just really cool. A San Jose boy, you know, growing up with my cousins in San Francisco who had, you know, they were surrounded by Possessed, Death Angel, Ulysses Siren, Sacrilege, BC, you know. Right on. Stone or the Omni? The Omni. I'm an Omni guy. But I have love, I mean... Those, those, are, both those places. Those are my houses, man. You know, yep. walk up there and it was just like, no matter what, you know, it's all love. Yeah. Um, but the, did you hear the Omni's back? No, no, I didn't just hear that. Just announced this week. Um, wow, they're, they're back. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go on record, you know, saying anything what's going on. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, from what I hear, same location or different location? Same or? location. Yeah, it's oh, still wow. there. It's still, I mean. It still looks exactly the same. Marsha and John have owned it all this whole time. They just use it for different things. Sure. Um, of course, they own Nady, so you know it's probably a storage or something like that. But I hear it's uh, been put in the right hands, and uh, it's going to be put brought back. Right on, dude. I yeah, I lived cool. I lived out there from eighty nine to ninety two, and uh, you know, I, yeah, I was I was in the military, so I was down at Fort Ord, but I used to okay. go. I used to just blindly go to one of those two every single weekend i just because you know even down there there was one little record store in seaside called um metal mania and the guy sold nothing but heavy music and he would just he would get tickets to to whatever was going on and i never knew what was going on but i'd go in there and he'd hand me tickets he'd be like hey uh, go see the the space awesome. cowboys at the omni or whatever yeah. it was yeah. you know you, you would just go Vane or hex yeah well that was <laughs> i remember one time i saw road crew which was Vane with um steven adler steven adler playing mm-hmm. drums and and it was oh, always all them shows yeah was it was always shows, weird 
what what was cool to me about the Omni, and I'm glad you picked the Omni because I I always hated the Stone just because it was scary to park there, but but uh, the Omni was good because as a as a nobody that was not in the business that was a GI, you could go in the Omni and as long as you weren't a dick, you would meet somebody that was in a big band every single week. You go in there and Zach Wild be oh, hanging yeah. out there, the Metallica guys be hanging out there. Or, you know the Megadeth guys would be hanging out, and it was the, it was like the the cool room that wasn't announced as the cool room, which made it extra special for you know a nineteen twenty year old kid that I was. Yeah, well, like you said, I mean, you know, the Bay Area, everyone just everyone is like that, you know, and even like you know when the start, I met Allison Chains there, like I was there, dude. Eddie Vedder gave me his fucking beer off the stage. <laughs> um, when the Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam, or they were called Mookie Blaylock at that night, right? That oh, night. wow, and then some other band, me, fucking Rob Flynn, uh, a Phil, and a couple like there was like 12 of us, bro. And it was fucking Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, dude. Eddie gave me his beer, like off the stage, you know. I was like, <laughs> like what? I don't want this warm beer, oh, okay, cool, you know. <laughs> but it was just really cool, everyone was. It was, it was a good vibe, man. Hopefully it's like that for the next generation as well, you know? Right on. Did you, uh, did you take a sip of that beer, and next thing you know, you're like, Oh, I'm sucking for Pearl Jam. That's what, dude, Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains, I mean, that's what kind of just, boom, instantly changed my fucking life, you know, as soon mm-hmm. as I heard that. Being in Defiance, a thrash metal singer, you know, as soon as I heard Alice in Chains, fucking, it was just over. The melody just you know snuck in snuck in the wardrobe looking back on those old san francisco shows i mean is there is there a bill that comes to mind when you when it's like i can't believe i saw metallica metal church blah 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 at the you know at a small club like any anything like that come to mind oh god so many i mean the the, the show i think the show that fucking <clears throat> The show that got metal back on the map here in the Bay Area was Machine Head Possessed. Okay. Fucking legendary, man. I mean, it was just like, um, <sighs> there was, you know, there wasn't a funk hit. Primus had come and just kind of wiped away all the thrash metal thing going on mm-hmm. in the 80s. You know, next thing you know, all of our girls are going and fucking dancing at Fungo Mungo and fucking Primus and shit. And we're like, what's going on? So next thing you know, all the thrash metal guys are hanging at all the poser in the fucking funk shows so we could get chicks. Right. (laughs) Now fucking Machine Head and Possess get together for a team uh, for a show. And just like like metal bands couldn't even draw maybe a couple hundred people. And these guys sold that shit out like unbelievably fucking sold out. And that was it. Like, you know. Uh, that was, I mean, Machina just kind of broke down the barriers there. That's, you know, that was sure. a start. Sure. Dude, I'm going to go back a couple of years from that. Um, Cause it's, it's, I, I, it's my favorite show that I've ever seen of anything. It's a big show, not a small one, but day on the green 91 with Metallica, Soundgarden, Faith No More and Queensryche. That was, oh, wow, okay. that that was like and they what they did it was at the at the baseball stadium at Oakland Stadium and they yeah. just fenced off the outfield and or the infield so that you wouldn't tear up the dirt and it was like 40,000 people moshing all at the same time it was like the first first shows of the black album tour and and dude it was insane just 
I, I never, I, to this day, you know, 30 years and 5,000 concerts later, I've never seen anything like that. It's so intense. I skipped that one, but I, I was at the uh, the first one, Metallica and Scorpions. Okay. Uh, nice. that, so it was the same kind of deal, you know. Uh, but I, I, isn't that the one where they, like, tore out all the um, the dirt and stuff? Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was they, crazy, man. They were throwing it at, at Mike Patton. Mike Patton was daring them to throw it at him, and he was just getting destroyed by dirt. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm fucking loving it. Dude, and one of the fu- the funniest thing like, I think I I've pissed. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funniest thing I've ever seen, he was pissing off the crowd for the entire set. And then he did this thing where he got to the edge and he put his arms out, you know, Jesus on the cross style with his back to the crowd. And he just fell like he was going to, you know, like fall into the crowd and crowd surf. Everybody was so mad at him, they just cleared, and he just went straight to the ground. Because <laughs> he had pissed off the crowd for the for like forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where'd you go? You get him laughing too hard. <laughs> oh, and out he goes. Damn it! And that was Steve Esquivel. Yeah, that was Steve. He'll be back. I hope so, because this is fun. (laughs) Sharing sharing old old San Francisco stories. I don't get to do that very often, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah, Steve's a great dude, man. That that's one thing, like talking because I was a huge skin lab fan and then Mm -hmm. and then you know I get the call to join Primer and they're like, What uh what I was like, What tour are we going on? They're like, uh it's gonna be dope, us and then you know, skin lab and uh society one and I was like, Holy shit. (laughs) Like we have to play like every night. You know, they would close with uh, like "Know Your Enemies," and I'd be like, "Fuck, man, I gotta go on after this." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, man, Bobby, Bobby was very like, "Look at fucking Skin Lab out there; they're all fucking getting into it." You know, like getting on everybody, like <laughs> play harder. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Oh man, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've seen. I know I saw Skin Lab. I probably saw you. Did you play Cleveland with Skin Lab at some point? Hmm. What year? Yeah, I was looking at the. It was two thousand two. Oh, at um, Peabody's maybe. I think so. I got the yeah. I I have the tour date somewhere around here. All right. there, there, there he is. There's Steve. <laughs> Lost you. My sausage fingers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, man. Well, dude, obviously, man, we're 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 talking about the old days, but let's let's bring it back around. What what kind of timeline do you have for? You know, new single. You mentioned a new single as you know, kind of a remind people that you're there. Single. What What's the timeline on that? Yeah, we're looking. Um, we're looking to put it together as a small run of dates, uh, just a West Coast tour around Nam this year. Okay. So, um, yeah, that'll be one of our, you know, little runs. Just kind of dip our toes. Um, so, like the first of the year, man. You know, started off right. Very and, good. Uh, you know, not just one, you know, kind of keep them flowing. Um, and then who knows? I mean, dude, got so much music built up. Um, I mean, it's just coming out. It's just oozing out, you know, and not just me, the guys, too. Shit, our drummer Fabian just wrote one of the sickest skin lap songs that I've, I've actually heard in a while. I was stoked. Nice. Yeah. He's like, no, bro, like this. And he's Italian. He's like, you know, Steve-O, you got to sing it like this. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> bro. Fuck it, eh. I'm Italian, nice. you know, metal. Dude, dude, I gotta ask you one one question about the old days. Just, I I saw you guys. I don't know. You guys, you guys kind of lived here in Cleveland for a little while. Oh, I mean, you did. guys we fucking did. 
you guys, I, you always played Peabody's or always. the Agora, and um, and I think you were here eight times. And the one thing I gotta ask is, do you guys hate the bad weather? Because I don't. I remember it was always hot. Like right. like you guys always toured in the like spring summer, never oh. in the winter. Is that is oh. that why? No, 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 no. Was, uh, well, you know, I mean, dude, when we were beating it up, I mean, Century Media had us out there. It didn't matter what fucking time it was. We were selling right. records, you know, and we were willing to do it, you know. Um, <laughs> not much has changed. <laughs> we were <laughs> still willing to do it. But, dude, I remember, like, oh, my God. I remember we had become so, like, used to cruising into, like, you know, um, who was the promoter for Mitch, for Mitch Karshevsky. Yes. So like yeah. he was our boy, bro. So I'd be like, Hey, I gotta take a shower, but we're not playing in this big room. We're playing over here. He'd be like, Go ahead. So I could, so I dude, I remember walking through like the big room at that place. Right. Spooky as fuck, going through the theater to go to a shower downstairs somewhere in the right, back right, of that right. fucking place. <laughs> oh my god. And then like, you know, having like a janitor fucking like jump out as you're walking out and the club's totally fucking closed. <laughs> I, we, we had toured through Cleveland so much it was just like that like yo we're in town can I take a shower <laughs> <laughs> well dude I, I remember one time I, I used to share I used to share an office with Mitch I had a little music magazine and then okay. Mitch had his his tuxedo shop and whatnot and you oh, guys wow. came into the you guys came into the shop and I just oh, remember wow. I was like I knew who you were. He didn't even know who you were, even though he was booking <laughs> you guys. And I was like, I, I was talking to all you guys. And then Mitch was like, who are your friends? I was like, well, they're actually your friends, bro, because you, know, you yeah. booked them for tonight. Right. <laughs> you know? Who are these stinky looking guys? <laughs> <laughs> Too good, man. Good times, Yeah, I love Cleveland, man. Had so many fucking great memories there. Ups and downs, bro. We played sold out shit, as you know. Mm -hmm. Two people. <laughs> you know we've done, we've done it i remember we went back to peabody's and like shit had just changed and we played to like I, it was right when the whole comb over fucking scene was coming in right <laughs> and it was just like not cool you know what yeah yep all i smelled was cloves outside burning <laughs> burning cloves <laughs> yeah good i i mean dude i I remember the first time you came through Peabody's, that was one of those that probably had like 30 people in it. But but we were... That we was were with Exodus. The what? first time we came through Peabody's was with Exodus. And then Exodus. it wasn't then. Maybe it and was Sidekicks. Was it Sidekicks, maybe? Probably. It might have been Sidekicks. But I, yeah. I just remember that you guys came through and there was not a lot of people there. And I was like so disheartened because we i was doing the metal show on the biggest station in cleveland wmms and we pumped the shit out of it i mean we were playing we were playing uh the bound record anything we could i was i i literally used to have to take the songs and flip the cuss words so that we could sneak them onto the radio <laughs> oh, and stuff <laughs> yeah so that we could sneak them in to play them on the show so we're doing all this and then there was like 30 people i was like what the hell what is wrong you know, with you that's people the story. yeah that's just you know that's weird it, it is it's weird you know that but there's those bands, you know what I mean? And, and and so if you've seen us in those ups and downs, that's when yeah. I was drinking on stage and my, my temperament would go uh, 
sorry, but it would, you know, fuck, man. <laughs> playing in front of 12 people sometimes could be kind of disheartening, you know what I mean? Sure. You give your fucking all, and we bleed for our shit on stage, you know, break mm-hmm. fucking bones. I mean, I'm still, I'm paying for it now. Right. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, but, you know, you work hard for those little shows for the big ones. You know what I mean? And then and then when the big ones aren't there, you, sometimes you just have to realize, man, you just fucking get your ass out there and play, you know? And that's kind of where we're at now. Uh, we're very grateful to get one more than one is what we've always said. That's right. always been Skin Lad's motto. One more than one is always, uh, it's all we need to rock. So <laughs> whether there's 12 or fucking 12,000, we still get up there and we fucking crush and you know, um, but there's people like you that walk away from that and it's a memory and yeah. it sounds like it's a pretty, pretty cool fucking memory, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've, I've seen some of my favorite bands, you know, life, sex and death, bro. I fucking yeah. went and seen them with fucking 17 people and they were mine. Right. <laughs> they were fucking mine all night. <laughs> so. yeah, I, I've talked about this some on the show, but, or, on shows i guess not this show but the uh you know the the primer tour we did in like 2007 2008 you know we would show up to these clubs and we'd play in front of 15 30 people and you're bummed that you're playing in front of 15 or 30 people but every single one of them was singing every word so you're like you got to put on a good show because they're there they're they're being your you know 17 people at a life sex and death show they haven't they may have never got to see loose live or the big fuck you or something so you got to like put on a really good show but you're also bummed out that you're playing in front of 30 people yeah it's hard man i'll tell you there's one story i have that it uh we had one of the biggest agents out you know paul ryan from the uk out there to see us you know we were, we were doing really really good and there was a surprise show well, don't do a surprise show for Skid Lab. We're not that fucking big. <laughs> We're not that man. <laughs> right. It was like a surprise show. It was like a surprise. There was one dude, and my fucking hand went numb that night. I woke up without, like, feeling in my hand. So I had a total Munson hand. And, like, literally, my hand was, like, just beating the bass, you know? And yeah, I'm looking like at the guys, like, listen, looking at him, going, yeah. I'm looking at him, do you see this? Like, it's not working. And there's one fucking dude. And, and we're, it's like Camden Underworld in, in England. And he's like, oh, come on, mate. Give it to me, mate. You know, oh, Steve, come on. And it's like, we're in a fucking big-ass club, and it's one dude talking to me. <laughs> you know? And that I just bent awful. down. I said, hey, motherfucker, could you just fucking shut up? We'll talk here after we get off. <laughs> I can fucking feel my arm, man. <laughs> yeah, needless to say, Paul Ryan wasn't there. We got <laughs> yeah, that wasn't all right. Um, side, side note, real quick, man. I, you know, you had hit me up a little while about Jelly Roll talking about you know just like and save me and 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 all that stuff. And and I think he was playing near you recently, man. Did you get to get to go talk to him or anything like that? I got cold feet, man. Everyone, I don't want to jock him like that, um, you know. Uh, but it, it it's crazy because everyone's putting out that song now, you know. Yeah. And I I've I've been wanting to release it for a couple of years, but. I don't know. My anxiety gets the best of me. One of these days, I'm doing a lot of music right now. And like one is my solo record, which is, uh, it's, it's not really a solo record because I brought in some great friends now, you know, and it's right. just a bunch of my dark music that's getting out. And, and hopefully that'll be part of it. Okay. Yeah. When, yeah. When, when is that looking to be? Well, um, I just finished the first single and I, I, I don't, can't be called a single. The first song. 
um, okay. that we're going to uh, put out here soon. Um, I will tell you this. It's called Oceans of Oblivion. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's something really close to my heart. And it's very it's very dark and, and somber. And uh, something really I think people might like. You know, it's definitely not for the kids. Okay. <laughs> more of a, you know, my love for, like, Dead Z typo negative and, you know, okay. stuff. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That'll be very cool. Well, it yeah, sounds like yeah. sounds like a lot going on, man. Um, I'll tell you what, Steve. Where should we tell people to go to keep up with you and Skin Lab once you guys get back on the road and all that good stuff? Yeah, uh, Skin Lab official. We're you know on Facebook and Instagram, all that stuff. I'm floating around on on the socials, Facebook and everything. I'm going blind, so excuse me if it takes a minute to get back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, we're out there, man. Fucking. We're not the big cyber crazy cats, as you know, like everyone else. But we're, we're around, you know. Come say hi. Yeah, there you go. Well, you should do. Forget saying hi. Go to a show because these <laughs> yeah. guys, these guys, fucking murder it live. And I, unless something drastically has changed since the last time I saw you guys, you guys murder live. I mean, oh, I would not want to follow. I would no, not want to follow you. Marco, my my guys right now, Fabian the drummer and Marcos. Um, and our new guitar player, man, it, it, it's going to be fucking awesome. And everyone's going to be really happy with the new guitar player and the, the decision we've made. So thank you so much for your support, man. It means a lot to me. I watch your shows, both of your shows, all your shows to me. Nice. You know, um, all of them. And, and Chris, I had no idea that you're a fan because I listen to your stories and it's, uh, I'm a fan. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, cool. I, 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 dude, I really enjoy listening to it. You guys paint a picture for me sometimes of my childhood. Sometimes, you know, I, <laughs> you hear Skin Labs, you know here and there you know yeah. so that's cool right it's really cool thanks for keeping us in your heart bro absolutely, absolutely man well dude let's let's wrap up with some skin lab i was going to play a little clip from america hill to to wrap this one up so what can you tell yeah. us about this one to to wrap this uh interview up america hill, it was just uh it was it came out of an argument between me and my son because my son's actually navy and okay. um I I kind of glide right in the middle, but I support everything he does, and you know he sure. loves guns like he he fucking loves his guns, boy. But I was raised never my my mom never let me own guns or knives or anything like that. Okay. I also grew up you know around a you know lower class you know Mexican neighborhoods where it wasn't too smart to have guns. <laughs> right. So uh, you know this is my is kind of caught in between. So the lyrics plays you know between him and I both in a little uh you know fun little debate and uh yeah hopefully it speaks to people you know in many oh. directions all right well let's check it out right now this is mayor kill it is skin lab and uh steve thanks for, so much for joining us here on chris Aiken presents hell yeah thank you guys appreciate it all right brother peace see ya see ya